The fourth industrial revolution is going to change the world more than anything combined. And I think we're going to see some incredible things, and, and Chelsea's going to get into that. But with that, what we need to be asking is what are the, uh, what's the other side of that story? And the other side of that story is absolutely straight terrifying. So basically, you connect to the internet. It's, it's as if it's all built in, right? Your mobile phones, your devices, it is all built into you, into right. your brain. So instead of you, you needing an external device to connect the internet, mm-hmm. that to, you become yeah. connected. All I think it's is, I think is call crazy. Jason and it makes a phone call to him and he can think to answer on the other end and we're talking so When we go over the bills and stuff, look for the same wording in bills in your Yeah, because this state. is not just Utah. Utah just happens to be the poster child yes. for these globalists to yeah. take the charge. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and here you can see our zero trust is zero expectations, a guide to embracing a zero trust security model in government. So it'll be proof who you are. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple warnings, you know, obviously, I don't think we really need a whole lot of warning from people. And we've just listened to Noah Harari basically yeah. tell us what their game plan is. Um, but uh, Tristan Harris, Glenn Beck's actually had him on quite a bit. And he's testified to Congress, but he's an AI developer. And he's one of the things, just one of the things that he's warned about. I would look him up and listen to all the videos you can with him. Is the like you mentioned, the GPT chat um, and how it creates an avid. It basically gets to know you and it gets to predict your behavior so that it can then manipulate you and influence your thoughts and behavior patterns and belief systems. So um, look him up. His videos were just too long to share. This is the artificial intelligence godfather, they call him, Jeffrey Hinton, and he's warning of all the dangers about it as well. Um, They say AI AI is far worse than nuclear war, and they're actually, uh, Josh Hawley's called this out quite a bit and said the same thing, um, in DC, uh, and here, uh, they are worried about China, the CCP, um, developing technology, basically, uh, mind control. So brain control. Yeah, well, so, they- so what, what China's talking about here, and I don't know if this gets into it, but you, this is something that actually just came out like a, a week ago. And what they're talking about is having weapons, uh, like the pew craze, which basically yeah. they can go and, and scramble your brains mm-hmm. so that when they when they launch an attack or when they do something the people instead of getting organized and standing up and this is this is the way they say they're going to get around the mm-hmm. second amendment because again china's made it very clear their their one goal is to take down america and everyone says well we all have guns well what they'll do is use these weapons to scramble your brain so when they do come you'll be in a state of confusion there is no organization this yeah. is happening now this is live cutting this came out last week yeah. Official intelligence just days after one of his top advisors warned that AI could begin to kill humans within two years. It follows an open letter signed by Elon Musk and hundreds of the biggest names in tech, calling for an urgent pause in the development of AI. Well, Mo Gaudat, who's a former chief business officer at Google X, was among the first to raise the alarm. He says the situation is beyond emergency. And Mo, author of Scary Smart, which is a scarily smart book, by the way, joins me now. Mo, great to see you. Thank you so um, much. You were part of this... Uh, quite secretive Google X group, which I presume you would, your job was to think the unthinkable about stuff like AI. And you very quickly were out of the traps to warn people, look, this is 
serious. Very. What was it that you saw where you thought, OK, we've got to be really careful now? We had a tiny bit of an experiment that was about teaching robotic arms to grip items uh, that were uh, some funny um, developer used children toys uh, in front of those arms. And, and basically, they kept trying for weeks without any success whatsoever. And I passed by them, and I was thinking we wasted so much money on something that wasn't going to work. On a Friday evening, one of them gripped one yellow ball, showed it to the camera. And basically, I was like, there you go, millions of dollars for one yellow ball. Monday morning, every one of them was, was gripping one, every yellow ball. By a few weeks later, every one of them was gripping everything. The speed that, at which those machines were learning is staggering. But at the same time, uh, the, the, the understanding we have about why they learn, why they do what they do, is very, very limited. Is that self-designing, what they were doing? They basically are mimicking human intelligence. I and mean, the reason I ask that is I interviewed Professor Stephen Hawking just before he died, mm -hmm. his last television interview, and I asked him, what is the biggest threat to mankind? And he Artificial said... Intelligence. Well, actually, let me show you the clip. We've got it here, I think. Ever since the start of the Industrial Revolution, there have been fears of mass unemployment as machines replaced humans. Instead, the demand for goods and services has risen in line with the increased capabilities. Whether this can continue indefinitely is an open question, but there is a greater danger from artificial intelligence if we allow it to become self-designing, for then it can improve itself rapidly and we may lose control. I mean, it seems very prescient now. That was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean... But that I, was prescient. This is really what you're talking about. I, I, I left in 2018 a warning, and my first video that I issued after, mm. after I left was all about that. And the idea that, uh, um, you know, we always had three uh, boundaries, if you want, for AI. We said, don't put them on the open internet until you solve the control problem. Don't teach them to code, because mm. that makes them self-developing. Mm. And don't have other AIs prompting them, other agents working with them. And we've crossed all three lines. I mean, I remember with... Uh, beginning of the worst-case scenario is that they are smarter than us, so they're not controllable, right? And the thing that... And what would they do then? What would artificial intelligence do once it becomes smarter than human beings? There are would, it see, would it see us human entities as pointless? There are two stages of threat, right? And I think the biggest challenge we have in the world today is we're focused on the existential threat that we saw in science fiction movies. The closer threat is much worse, right? This is an Oppenheimer moment. The one that controls AI has enormous power over, over everyone else, right? To, to regulate an I AI. mean, a well-intentioned person trying yeah. to regulate and control AI would give it morality, it would teach That's it. That's the whole point. But, but a nefarious controller of AI, presumably, could teach it to be immoral, the opposite. Which is happening as we speak. So, so years ago, uh, uh, Glenn Beck had something on uh, Saul Linsky, okay? Oh, yeah. And Rules Saul, for Radicals. Yep, so Saul Linsky wrote the book Rules for Radicals. I just couldn't remember his name, so I had to look it up. But if you remember, so he, and he, he uh, dedicated the book to the first radical. Yep, Satan. Satan. And, uh, and, and, that's, and that's what we're seeing here, guys, is that uh, these guys are creating these... Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, nefarious plans to then have this, uh, this, this revolution of what they want. And, uh, and how do we stop this? 
how do we how do we allow it to progress, but how do we stop this from getting into the wrong hands? And that's really the question of everything that's that we're, we're talking about to. today. That's where we're going to get to. Yeah, and I think we're kind of at the point where, you know, it's a race. So between China and Russia, it's kind of a race. So if we don't keep up at this point, it, it can become dangerous. But, you know, there's a big difference between kind of the AI that, that we have at this point and what they want where humans are connected to the internet, right? We as a, we as individuals will have the choice to opt into that system or not. And that's something everyone really needs to start seriously thinking about, right? Um, former uh, Google CEO warns that AI could cause people to be harmed or killed. And that's one of the things that Elon Musk says. He says that it's it's not that it, it's angry or it hates us. It's as if we are building a, row, uh, a road and we're ants, right? It's just... The anthill is in the way, so goodbye anthill. That is how AI will see us, basically. Um, And just so you're aware, Bill Gates, of course, um, he says the possible impact AI could have on society um, has been stunning, and he really wants to see this go through. Um, I guess he's invested reportedly $10 billion in open AI. So Gates is behind it, too. Okay, so this brings us to the transhumanist movement. And so far we've talked about there's there's two forms of transhumanism. So we have where the artificial intelligence or the computer um, is inserted into the human brain. And we've already kind of talked about how that can lead to a slavery. Um, and then there's also uh, where the uh, human brain is basically put in, or I'm sorry, the computer is put into the human brain. And so this is where in the beginning where we talked about the whole internet of everything and um, they want to put the human brain into robots basically. So, um, well, we'll get into it in just a second here. So transhumanism is the belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by means of science and technology. And this is where, again, we integrate um, uh, DNA and robotics together. A quick video on the ancient philosopher Seneca said what the they're day trying of to death do here with the transhumanism of eternity. Once you die, you join the realm of the immortal. But what if I told you you don't have to die? What if you could live forever? We've been trying to fight death since the beginning of our existence. Evolution is slow, and the world has changed. Evolution is not just something that happens to us anymore. Evolution gave rise to a species that now does something to itself. So technologies are new phase of evolution, and if we do not adapt to it, uh, we'll become extinct. We want to live as long as possible, maybe a thousand years. Now, for the first time, we have a scientific, technological possibility to do that. We spend so much of our lives in the digital realm. Now some believe AI will not only extend human life, but it could make us immortal. Okay, so 
so they've basically told you what the transhumanist movement is, is they want to live forever. So they're finding a way, what they're doing is trying to study a way to put your consciousness into artificial intelligence or into these, you know, robot bodies so that they can live forever. Um, so now we've moved from putting the, the computer chip into the human brain to putting the human brain into the computer is where they're moving with this. So um, uh, World Economic Forum, they talk about supercomputing, intelligent robots, self-driving cars, which we are bringing to Utah, neurotechnology, brain enhancements, and genetic editing. The evidence of dramatic change is all around us, and it's happening at exponential speed. And that is the other thing you guys need to realize is this, the AI, it is growing so rapidly, it's going to happen faster and faster. So where we've advanced so much within 10 years, it's, you know, within a two-year time frame, they're saying we can advance equivalent. So it's happening quickly. Okay. So World Economic Forum is humanity just a phase in robotic evolution. Many of the paths involve technology being leveraged to augment human intelligence, either in its current form or gene editing technology. Um, and this is where we get, you can see here, DNA sequencing. Uh, so what they've used is phase one, we've got the genetic modification. We'll get to phase two in just a second here. But they're using um, CRISPR. And CRISPR is basically, you can see this on the NIH website, they are using it in 2015, I think it was, they came out and saying that it was dangerous and they wouldn't use it, and in 2017, they started using it. Um, but basically, it is called, let's see, it. it's an enzyme to target uh, DNA sequencing. It cuts the genome at a location to make edits. It can make deletions in the genome and or be an engineered to insert new DNA sequences. So basically, it's like little scissors. It snips your your gene, and it can delete um, or add or, or basically edit or alter your DNA or your genetics. So they can wow. alter, change your DNA. Um, Bill Gates obviously said it would be a tragedy to pass up using this. He's very involved in CRISPR. And what has happened is um, in China, they actually use this to... Um, alter babies and so they're calling them designer babies and so right now everybody thinks it's cool because it's oh you know and again they sell this in a good way um where we can avoid cancer or there are certain genetics that your kids might have disabilities that you can cut out you can choose if you want them to have blue eyes and blonde hair i mean it's what he talked about creating a super the super yeah the superman mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> which is what hitler wanted which is the aryan race, aryan race right yeah. mm -hmm. same thing These exactly guys, it's Editing human embryos, yeah. Um, I just want to be uh, 6'4", 240. Is that too much to ask? I know, right? <laughs> um, they used CRISPR to do it. So um, This is a trip. The next thing you is... Go back to that. That's, which one? That picture. Just that picture. That's such a trip. I mean, that's so Matrix, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, um, so now they've created the artificial intelligent womb. They've had this for a few years now, but they're calling it basically like a robotic nanny where the um, artificial intelligence, it's a, it's a womb that basically can uh, grow the embryos. Right. And this is one of the things that they're doing is they are moving, and this is part of the transgender movement and the abortion yes. movement, right? Yes. It is a depopulation movement, which we'll get into in a minute here, but they're, they're moving reproduction to the technology sector. And it's so that they can start, um, you know, doing these human computer hybrids towards this, 
immortal it's the superior species. Race. No, it, it, mm-hmm. is, it is create the master, yeah. a master race, and then eliminate the rest. Yeah. The rest of us are useless eaters, is in their own words. Right. We're useless eaters. Yeah. So they want to control all the reproduction, yes. and this is what they're moving towards. Um, they've even been able to create a synthetic embry- um, embryo without eggs or sperm. Yeah, and that was Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you're aware, ARUP Laboratories, this is through the University of Utah, and they are using uh, the CRISPR gene editing. They are experimenting with this. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, genome sequencing Wait. on newborns. They also have up there a, um, you know, the mother-baby uh, medicine, so that they're working with babies with this. Um, and then the Utah State University biochemists are using CRISPR study the immune system again and they're going to say it's for good things and yes can Mm -hmm. some good things happen with this yes but what's the flip side is this flip side's terrifying yeah um now they've come out and they want to so again the designer babies um but they now they're saying that they can make human cells from scratch and really what they're working on is um they've been trying for a while to basically grow themselves an actual human being They've been trying to basically play God, right? right. <laughs> so then phase two. So we have the, the, the genetic editing. Then we have the um, cryo that comes into place um, and the, the mind files and memory chips. And so he talked about, you know, the, the guy that we watched at the beginning, he talks about um, the uh, memory chips and the mind files. And basically those can be uploaded to the, the cloud. Um, and they're trying to... Put those in a cloud, and that will be inserted, basically, into these robots. So from the World Economic Forum, um, they talk about Alcor Life, the Alcor Life Extension Foundation, and basically enhancing the human condition. So they want want to be superhumans, but then they also want this robotic live forever. The central premise of transhumanism is that biological evolution will eventually be overtaken by advances in genetics wearable and implantable technologies that artificially expedite the evolutionary process. So this is the Alcor Foundation they're talking about. And it's basically cryonics. Yeah. Um, so the sub-freezing temperatures. In the sci-fi movies, right, where they yeah, freeze you. Where they freeze you, refreeze you mm-hmm. and, Demolition and bring man. you back to life. Yep, exactly. They, did, and they, brought, uh, they brought Stallone back to handle uh, Wesley Snipes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, the trick here is that you cannot be completely dead. <laughs> for them to start this process. So you're still alive when they start it. They actually, there are certain situations, and I'll post the link to this video so you can watch it because they, they admit this on in this interview, um, but they are also severing heads and connecting the heads to yeah, these. I saw that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Do, they have, uh, do they have proof that this is working on I any know. of this yet? I'm just curious. No. We'll Last I heard, we'll it wasn't out. working very well. We'll find yeah. out. That's part of this. Yeah, that's science. part of Revelations, too. <laughs> Someone coming back <laughs> from the dead. Where do I sign neck. up? Yeah. Yeah. So here the articles are coming out. You know, what happens if your mind lives forever on the internet? Um, it may be uh, some way off, but mind uploading, the digital duplication of your mental essence could expand human experience into a virtual afterlife. So again, they want to figure out how to uh, beat God and live forever. Um, imagine that a person's brain could be scanned in great detail and recreated in a computer simulation. The person's mind and memories, emotions, and personality would be duplicated. Uh, you can pause and read these if you want, but I know we're kind of running short on time. Um, a brain activity decoder can reveal stories in people's minds. So again, we've talked about this, this already, but they're just coming out with the articles 
uh, basically saying that all this stuff is happening. So very quickly, they also have, and again, the World Economic Forum mentions this, the Transhumanist Declaration. We favor, uh, this is from, I think it's Article 2, we favor morphological freedom, the right to modify, enhance one's body, cognition, and emotions. And so this is where you start to see with the uh, the politics and rights for the transgender movement, how quickly this transitions into the transhumanism. We're already there today with all the uh, gender-affirming yeah. things that they're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Totally related. Totally related. Yeah. And so I'll put the link to this so you can kind of go through the chapters. Obviously, I don't have time to get into all the articles, but why they want to be a post-human morphological freedom, why we don't want it, but we need it, and human enhancement. And so this is kind of just like the, uh, you know, like a manifesto or Agenda 21 or 30. This are the steps that they're going to be implementing into society that we're going to be dealing with here. So uh, let's see. The battle for the future. Mind is deeper than matter, transgenderism, transhumanism, yep. and the freedom of form yep. mm-hmm. for enhancing people is, is enhancement worthy of being a right. So basically, uh, transhumanism values. Uh, they're, they're looking at, and over here on the right, uh, we go from the Great Reset, which is the fourth industrial revolution, to the Great Transition. Uh, humanity stands to be profoundly affected by science and technology in the future. We envision the possibility of broadening human potential by overcoming aging, cognitive shortcomings, and involuntary suffering and our confinement to planet Earth. So it's escaping this Earth as well. So the biopolitics. Um, this is the Kissinger report. This is interesting. Um, so this was uh, classified at one point. It's been unclassified and read into the congressional floor and into the library. You can find this on the government website. It's in support of the UN population plan. Um, just so you're aware, they do have, it is recorded, a depopulation plan. Right. right. This is what you do with the useless eaters. So yeah. when, he, when uh, Noah Harari was talking about all the people, what are we going to do with them? This is what they do. And this is very mm-hmm. much in their plans. Get yeah. J- Jason, one thing that, you know, People look at this, and, and we've been talking about this for years, and, and uh, what they do is they say, hey, this is a, a right-wing conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You guys, this is right on the government's website. This is out in front of everybody. And so we want people to know that this is not conspiracy or conjecture. That's right. This is truth. And this is 1975. Yeah. Um, so rapid population growth. Uh, they want to do this through um, reducing fertility, it says. Uh, right down here at the bottom, Avoid the appearance of coercion. So, <laughs> um, let's see. I won't go through all of this here. But I do want to point out, so they want to provide minimal level levels of education, especially for women, and you see that. Well, this was the 75-year plan. They've obviously changed mm-hmm. their plan since then. Well, and but some, but it, you can see some of them the same. Some right. of them, they realize it, different strategy. Let's actually get women out of the home and into the workforce. Into the workforce, yes. That's where they switched mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is for other countries as well, developing countries. So it's, it varies country to country. But I want reducing infant and child mortality. And now we're seeing, the obviously, the abortion movement here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this last one, concentrating on the education and indoctrination of the rising generation right, of they've, children. They've not done a very good job of that, have they? <laughs> Regarding the desirability of smaller family size. <laughs> yeah. So very much so real um, in the support of the UN population plan, increased funding and support for a worldwide effort for research and human reproduction. So that's why the 
government and all these groups are so invested. And you can see here Bush yeah. was part of this, the United Nations, um, and Planned Parenthood, obviously, is, is part of this. Um, very quickly, Bill Gates does say, it's maybe 20 seconds long here. On the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. But there we see an increase. If we do a good job, we could lower that, the we population. Mm. So what is a good job, according to Bill, to Bill Gates? Killing people off. Yeah. Well, that's only 800 million. Yeah, well, they... But if we do a good job with uh, vaccines and reproductive care, he says. So, okay, we're into Utah. Um, so, obviously, right on our governor's. Oh, governor's. Oh, remember that video where I approached <laughs> him? He says, know it's, no, about it's not it. on my website. I don't even have a website. What, oh, what do we got here, Soul Spencer? Oh, he very much so has a website. Um, yeah, so global Maybe he information. doesn't know it. It's been on here for a while, actually. <laughs> it has been on there a while. It's been a goal. Okay, since 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Teresa Foxley, she's appointed by Cox. Uh, she wants to focus on Utah's economy in a t time of transition. We are now one-fifth into the 21st century, and we are in just as revolutionary a time. We've seen computers give us radically new ways to collect and understand data. Medical technology is mitigating some of humankind's biggest woes. Autonomous vehicles are posed to alter our means of transportation on the ground and air, which we've already gone over in smart cities. It is here in Utah. The fourth industrial revolution will extend the impact of digitization in ways we are just beginning to understand. Now, this goes back to Herbert. Yeah. Uh, the state faces an important leadership transition in the midst of these times of transformational technology. And he handed the uh, baton off to Cox, didn't he? Yes, he did. In the coming months, we plan to report on findings from the following initiatives. Um, let's see here. The research intended to aid our efforts, but also to inform new and future elected leaders on steps that they can take to establish Utah as the economic headquarters of the Intermountain West for key growth sectors of the fourth industrial revolution. And he sure informed his next leader, didn't he? Um, so Natalie Goshnor, and we'll talk about her in just a second. Um, sh there's also an article came out on her on why Utah should be the birthplace, the birthing place of the fourth industrial revolution. So they want to usher which, it out. Which, which again, here. if you think of the fourth industrial revolution, you cannot, and you, if, <clears throat> if you're a religious person, you understand the mark of the beast, that is what this is. Yes. That is implementing, that is implementing the mark of the beast and Utah, and they see Utah as the birthplace for that. Mm -hmm. Again, when we talk about Utah being ground zero, Utah is ground zero. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, Again, straight from our paper, Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, has written a book on the fourth industrial revolution. He writes, we stand at the brink of a te technological revolution that will fundamentally alter the way we live, work, and relate to one another. 
In its scale, scope, and complexity, the transformation will be unlike anything humankind has experienced before. We know now, We now know why we've been through this. Many Utah leaders like Foxley see Utah's potential to lead in this transition. They see the immense possibilities of billions of people connected by mobile devices with enormous processing power and exponentially large storage capacity, both memory and energy. Combine the connectivity and power with new technology technological breakthroughs and you start to imagine a completely different world and i mean they're quoting klaus schwab yeah. that's where utah economic development leadership becomes relevant the beehive state is poised to lead um and I, i'm not going to read the rest of this but basically it's talking about how the utah transit authority and the utah department of transportation which again is responsible for the digital delivery and the digital twin is leading the way um and of course they're connected to the kemsley gardner and the fact Institute. that they've been putting the pieces in place for some time for yes. this this is not just like oh we happen to be the perfectly no no they've been building they've been building up to this for some time right the fourth industrial revolution will yield tremendous benefits in terms of consumer choices and rising wealth. It will, however... Yeah, this is huge. Go. Now, they admit this yep. here. They're admitting yep. it. It will, however, come with the cost of increasing inequality, displacement of workers, violation of privacy, and a potential hollowing out of the middle class. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> Let's lead the charge. <laughs> The largest beneficiaries will be those with intellectual capital. And all of these industries that come in, like, you know, when, with Cox, with Texas Instrument on the water yep. episode we did, it's always, oh, well, but, but there's more job opportunities. Well, we already know, yeah, we know that AI is going to come in and right. wipe out those jobs. Right. Well, throughout the history of time, you've always had the have and have nots. Okay. Yeah. And that's what they're after here. Class Cut structures class will out. divide even more between the haves and have nots. Oh, sorry. Did there you, you see go. that? <laughs> Good segue. There you go. Well played. I read their minds. <laughs> Leaders will need to be hyper aware of these impacts and be prepared to invest in a more generous but, quote, smarter safety net. The fourth industrial revolution presents mammoth opportunities and challenges. It will change not only what we do, but who we are. And that is what Klaus Schwab Transhumanism. says. Transhumanism. Uh-huh. He says it, it changes who you are. We need to make sure we invest in the technologies of the future and seize the moment. We also need to increase our empathy and For all capacity. all those people who are going to get cut out. Be kind become, Utah yep. to serve those who may be left behind. Utah can serve as a cradle for these important yeah, changes. Like hell Again, we will. We'll, we will shut this crap down. Yeah. So Natalie Goshen, again, just very quickly. She See, here, here's the thing, folks. We're shutting this crap down, and you have a role to play in it. Mm -hmm. Like, they cannot do this if we're awake to it. That's why Spencer Cox freaked out when we approached yeah. him on this stuff. Mm -hmm. Because he knows if we, if the people find out what these guys are doing, yep. we'll shut them down. And if the reps find out what they're doing, some of the reps are going to say, no, no, I don't think so. Which is why you have a role to play in shutting this stuff down. The question people should ask in this state right here is, what do these reps and what does the governor stand to gain? And who is it that's talking to them about right. this? Why would they do it otherwise? Right. What do they have to gain? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not even just the worry about us shutting them down. They're, they're guilty of treason. It is treason. It's treason. It is absolute treason to the Constitution of the United States of America. Yeah. Traitors to our state and to our country. Uh, Natalie Goshnor, so this is her website, and she just wanted to say that I recently attended a meeting where Foxley heralded Utah's potential to serve as a cradle for the fourth industrial revolution, and I really like her idea. So Natalie Goshnor, now, if you haven't seen Envision Utah... You've got to go back and watch it. She, we've done, what, three or four series, four. On, Envision, four series on Envision Utah. Yeah. You, if four you want to understand who's, who's behind the scenes, the, the, making all this stuff happening, manipulating mm -hmm. the state, 
It is Envision Utah. We did four series on him, and it will blow your mind. You've yeah. got to go watch yeah. those. Four episodes. It's four, four episodes. episodes. Series. Um, but the first one gets into some some of the players. Uh, Natalie Goshner is part of this. So Envision Utah and the policy, Kim C. Gardner Policy Institute and University of Utah, they're very connected. Um, Natalie, she's the associate dean of the David Eccles School of Business. Yep. So David Eccles, but remember. you got to go back and watch those videos to know who all these yeah, organizations are. Yeah, go watch it, and this will make more sense. For those of you who have seen it, this will all make sense. She's the director of the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute at U of U, chief economist for the Salt Lake Chamber, and all, those people are all members of that yep. as well, advisor to governors Norm Bangeter, Mike Levitt, and Oleen Walker. She served as a political appointee in the George W. Bush administration, associate administrator at the Environmental Protection Agency, which is involved with a lot of this climate change stuff, and counselor to the Secretary of Health and Human Services. And they are very, very much corrupt and involved with, uh, you know, the transitioning of our kids and pushing that. Um, Let's see here. She served on the Utah Olympic Legacy Foundation with Romney. Uh, the Utah Transportation Commission, which we know it's is corrupt. leading the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she is vice chair of Envision Utah and World Trade Center. World Trade Center, Utah, Again, if you which don't is know, the port. That's right. If you don't know these organizations, there's World Trade Center in New York and World Trade Center in Utah. Utah mm-hmm. is freaking in the middle of everything. Yeah, yeah. So the Inland Port and World Trade Center, Utah, they're connected. And they were part of the... Uh, the uh, conference that uh huntsman jr had at uvu for the china and utah relationship summit they they were all part of that with the council of foreign relations um let's see here and obviously i mean she's a contributor desert no news and news i mean that doesn't surprise us right um so Teresa foxley president and ceo of the economic development corporation of utah spencer cox appointed her and dan dan hemmert to the inland port authority so Teresa's on the inland port authority which has partnered with natalie um World Trade Center, Utah. Uh, let's see here. And I'm going to tell you guys what. We're throwing some wrenches in even in the Inland Port. Mm-hmm. If you saw the video with Jen we had Ma- on. Uh, Mike Schultz. On, with Mike Schultz. Yeah. Like the fact of the matter is they, is you have reps that had no idea what was going on. You have people like Chelsea and Jen and, and uh, Utah Freedom Coalition ex- ex- digging in and exposing it. And some of the reps, when they, once they've learned what's going on, they're like, I had no idea. And yeah. he admitted it on the show. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. until I thought you were crazy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I started looking at it and you were right. Yeah. So that's the power we have. And now he's, they're trying to fix this thing. Yeah. Some of them are. So we can fix this stuff. Yeah. We can stop it. But it's you guys. It's You have the power to do it. Uh-huh. So uh, basically they've been appointed for corporate recruitment corporate recruitment and retention and we know the public private partnerships all who's coming in right so again yeah public private partnerships and negotiations i'm so pleased cox said that they are willing to bring their expertise to serve the interests of utahns in their new rules of the uh inland port authority okay i know we've got to kind of move forward here um really quickly so Teresa foxley um kept merit medical going so merit medical has become a big global leader in utah for um you know sensors the sensory products and medical devices like we've talked about and uh just a reminder here uh Teresa foxley is also on the kempsey garner policy institute but um merit medical the governance, again, we have Scott Anderson and Ann Milner, right, from Envision Utah yeah. Part 1. Now, again, just a reminder, these guys are over ESG, yeah. specifically. I love that you, you highlight that. Development chair of environmental, that is literally ESG. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice Scott, An- LDF Scott Anderson. Yeah. Looks, I mean, he, honestly, I've met him. He's, he, I, I've, and he, honestly, he's a very nice guy. I'm sure and he And I is. would never have believed all this stuff yeah, until. Yeah, Romney was a nice guy, too, and yes. so was Ted Bundy. yes. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm wow. just saying. Well played. Well played, Chelsea. I love it. Uh, I mean, they said he was charming. They had no I mean, idea. that's the problem. Yeah. Okay, so here's the merit sensor. Um, I won't get too much. And in. again, you got to go back and watch Envision Utah because we call, show yeah. them here, but you go back and it, these guys are, they, you, mm-hmm. that's the cool thing. And I appreciate you, Chelsea, is it's not that we're just saying, hey, there's problems in Utah. You guys have gone through and shown, everyone says, well, who's behind it? Who's behind it? Go watch Envision Utah, that series. Yeah. We're, we've named, we named names. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is very clear who the players are here that are driving this state mm-hmm. into, into tyranny and, and leading the nation yeah. in tyranny. And it mm-hmm. is treason. Yeah, it is treason. And I honestly, and we're going to get another show, but at some point, these people need to start being held accountable. Like yep. it needs to move from, hey, we're exposing it to people need to be held accountable. I completely and that has agree. to come. And you know, they're not holding people accountable in DC. Maybe people of Utah need to stand up and start that process here. Maybe we need to lead the nation in our own state. Um, okay, so John, so he's on the board of Merit Medical, and we've got people from Johnson & Johnson and connected to NATO and Stryker and all these boards that are on here as well. But he um, is on the executive board of directors for BioUtah. Now, BioUtah and BioHive are very closely connected. Um, Biden came out with an executive or- order recently for building the bio workforce of the future. So I'm sure you guys can all put that together, what that means. Um, but this is uh, bio Utah. And basically it's the life. Now remember Noah Harari, Harari talks about life sciences and how life sciences say that we're not souls and, and that liberalism and freedom are over. Um, and life sciences, science, right? We've seen what science has done. It's been taken over. It's leading the way in this, but the pharmaceuticals, all of this is connected to bio Utah. So basically we are leading, this is where they're bringing the fourth industrial yeah. revolution into the health side and all this in Utah. Um, you guys can kind of, if you'd like to pause, and I know pause it and read it. Yeah, we're I know we, we're we're short on time. Short on time. I'm sorry, but I've they, got to, I've actually got to catch a flight. Yeah, that's why we're kind of pushing this. But but please pause. Please yeah. read this stuff. They do work just so you're aware on shaping public policy and influencing federal and state legislation. Okay, I just want to point that out. Now, Bio Utah, their sponsors, so funding elite members. Um, oh, it's in the back. Uh, Bio Utah is making a difference. You know, I will put the link to this in the uh, in the uh, show notes. But basically, um, Ann Milner has come come out and endorsed. Now, Ann Milner is the majority whip. She's a legislature, so she's come out and basically condoned what they're doing and representing representing them. And she obviously serves on the board of Merit Medical, which is a sponsor. So they're all financially connected. And then Intermountain Healthcare, which is directly. Uh, partnered with the World Economic Forum, and we see all the same people sit on the board of trustees right. of that as well. You've got to see envision that series of, of because it and, the, and here's the other thing is well, why isn't the media talking about this? Because the media, Deseret News, KSL sits on the same mm-hmm. freaking boards. Board. Yeah, so here you can see they're directly partnered, but it's it's all the same. You know, Zion's Bank, Intermountain Healthcare, Merit Medical, Scott, all of these people it's sit one on big the boards. Yes, of all these places. So the life sciences industry in Utah. And then we've got the BioHive, which is connected. And then you can see the same people, right? Strike. It's all the same people. So the BioHive and BioUtah, I know we don't have a whole lot of time to get into these groups today, but you can go look those up. Um, an initiative chartered by BioUtah to brand the life sciences industry in Utah. It is uh, governed by an 11-member public-private board. So again, we have legislators sitting on the board making policy for this. Uh, one of the nation's fastest growing life sciences hub to Utah and uh, the nation and the world. So again, yeah. 
uh, World Trade Center Utah. Everything's involved with Bio Utah as well. Um, some funding is provided from partners and the Utah legislature. So this is where your tax dollars are going, guys. And oh, this is we'll, disturbing. We'll kind of end with this. Yeah, you gotta hit it. Sorry. We do have the uh, transhuman, the Mormon transhumanist group here. Now, to be clear, I don't think they actually have anything to do with the LDS Church. No, they are not officially part of the LDS <laughs> Church, but it's still disturbing. Yeah, but I mean, um, honestly, the, the church should be coming out and condemning this. Yeah, stuff. Uh, we do have a group here in Utah who is pushing this. Um, I don't know where that slide went. I'm going to, should I send a slide to editing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, so, we'll add it in here. Yeah, so you can see that Evan McMullen and Ali Isom are both Our part partner. of this group. Yeah. Yeah. Who both have been running for office. Mm -hmm. By the way, I've had uh, one business transaction with Evan McMullen. Yeah. And I can speak to that guy's uh, character on some of this. Yeah. Uh, I just want to end with a couple quotes real quick. I know... <sighs> You know, obviously, this whole agenda, it's very anti-God. It's very wanting to be God, everything opposite of him. Every, his plan is free agency and free will, and they want to eliminate that. Um, they want to be God, and you've heard that. So, you know, a lot of people say that, well, yeah, we know that communism exists, and we've talked a lot about this on the show, but so many people are just so ignorant and asleep to the fact that it could ever happen here in America or in Utah. And this is a quote by Ezra Taft Benson. 1967 some wonder if communism can happen here it is happening here if it is to be prevented from running the full course we must stop pretending that it doesn't exist another by him yes it is the precepts of men versus the revealed word of god the more we follow the word of god the less we are deceived while those who follow the wisdom of men are deceived the most the very keep essence, going keep going i want to read some of these the very you want, essence you want of more? This. yeah these are important yeah the very essence of this this country, the Constitution, and really, you know, the essence of, of everything that we do as humans and through God is through agency, through freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the eternal war. Tell me when to stop. No, keep going. I, you know, these, are, these are important. These are all by Ezra Taft Benson because I really just yeah, love no, him. He's, he, after him, the, the, the church was clearly silenced. Yeah. Uh, effort will be made to lull us away into a false security. Proposals will be and are being offered and programs sponsored that have wide appeal. Attractive labels are usually attached to the most dangerous programs, often in the name of public welfare and personal security. Let us not be misled. There is no question but that as people of the free world, we are increasingly upholding many of the evils of the adversary today. As a nation, we are helping to underwrite many evil revolutionaries in our country. For years, we have heard of the role that elders could play in saving the Constitution from total destruction. But how can the elders be expected to save it if they have not studied it and are not sure if it is being destroyed or what is destroying it? Watchmen, what of the night? We must respond by saying that all is not well in Zion. As Moroni counseled, we must cleanse the inner vessel, beginning first with ourselves, then with our families, and finally with the church. And, you know, our church leaders have said this for a very long time, and the scriptures say this, that there will be wickedness within the church, and God is going to have to start purging the wicked. He will start with his church. That's where it'll he will start. It will start in his house. There is a real sifting going on in the church, and it is going to become more pronounced with the passing of time. 
It will sift the wheat from the tares because we face some difficult days, the like of which we have never experienced in our lives. And those days are going to require faith and testimony and family unity, the like of which we have never seen, never had. And we're seeing that play out right now. And, you know, we're, we're at a time, guys, where we cannot sit on the fence anymore. Um, you know, Christ tells us that uh, he doesn't want to have to spit us out. He hates that we're either not or cold because we're lukewarm. He has to spit us out of his mouth. And we cannot sit on the fence anymore. It is time to stand up and start fighting for our freedoms and for God's plan, uh, free will, free agency. Uh, we can't fight for him without fighting for our freedoms. So it's time to, uh, it's time to pick a side. Awesome. Chelsea, you're freaking amazing. Hope everyone appreciates, you know, the thing I love about Chelsea is she's, she's a regular person. She's just, she's just said, you know, I'm going to dig in. I'm going to figure out what's going on and, and do my part. It's nothing any one of you can't do. She sacrifices a lot of time to, for this cause. And I know God will bless you for it. Thank you. Closing thoughts, Tom. Wow. That was fantastic. Thank you. You know, I was enlightened, even though I had a, a little bit of study time on this. Um, I'll tell you what, this, this last slide right here is very telling. And, and what you have to understand is that as Satan, in, in the way that I look at it, he's like a demigod. Okay. Very powerful, but he is not God. And uh, so he knows many things to weaken you. He knows how to get you. He knows how to manipulate you. In, in all types of facets, right? And so, and then he'll use minions to do those types of things. What we need to understand is at this point, this is, this is where we turn to God because that's where truth comes from. That's where truth is eternal. And uh, seeing this, uh, this slide here where you've got a, a bionic arm fighting mm -hmm. uh, the, the arm of God, um, we all know that God wins. But here's the question. Are we on God's side because he is on ours? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I get a lot of people, obviously, um, appreciate you guys for sharing this because, uh, you know, more and more people are starting to see this content. And one of the things people say, well, what can I do? You know, I, you know, I, I, and, and Pete, there's this, we, when you see this information, you leave neutral ground. It's one thing to be ignorant, right? When you're ignorant, you're, you, you don't have, you're not free to stand up. And you don't, nor do you carry responsibility to do anything because you're just an ostrich with your head in the ground. You don't even know what's going on, so you have no responsibility. You watch this stuff, you've left neutral ground. And with knowledge comes, with, comes a responsibility to do something with that knowledge. And so when we don't, we feel this frustration because our soul knows we have a role, we should be doing something, and it gives us neurosis. I'm going to tell you, you can do something, and you have been doing it, our, our viewers. You can share it with your friends, and thank you for those who have been doing it because the, the word is getting out, uh, especially smart cities. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Two months ago, it was like no one's talking about it. Now, all of a sudden, it's, it's ablaze in Utah. Yeah. Um, that's because of you guys sharing this stuff. So you can share it with your friends, but, but even just as important as that, the only way to take this country back, you already alluded to it, is, is D.C. is the circus is lost. Forget about the circus. Hunter, Trump, forget about it all. That's, you can have almost no impact on that. And we're not designed to have a king, righteous or wicked, to say they rule this country. We're designed to have a republic. Yeah. Win your backyard. Whether you're in Utah, I don't care what state you're in. If you're not in Utah, start figuring out what's going on in your backyard. Do what Chelsea and all these other ones. Figure out what's going on in your backyard and take the corruption down. Take the deep state down. How do you do it? This content, the way it's laid out, this is, there is no fiction, there's no theory. It, it is, here's the bills, here's, here's the article. This is something you can share with your state rep. And you know what's awesome? We've had state reps calling us and say, hey, 
we're not part of that. We didn't realize that was going on. Mm-hmm. We've had state reps come on the show. We've had the state treasurer come on the show. Not all of our state reps are, it's not good and bad. You have a lot of good reps that just have no clue what's going on because they've got, they're being pushed into it. Yeah. Call your rep. They live in your neighborhood. Your state rep should know your name. Call them, email them, text them, and start saying, where do you stand on this stuff? And I'll tell you what we are going to do. We're going to put a wedge. We are going to drive a wedge between our reps, those who stand for freedom and mm-hmm. stand with us and are going to condemn this bull crap versus those who are not going to, are going to try to hide. Yeah. And then those who don't come as, can stand with us, we're going to take them down. You're going to take them down. This is our state. It's not these damn politicians' state. You have a role to play in it. You can help us clean this state up. You can take down the deep state. So, by God, there's never been a more important time to be alive. What we're seeing is miraculous. The stuff we're seeing is unbelievable. What a time to be alive. And the call to you is, you're not sent to this time to sit on the sidelines. You're called to play an active role. And your soul knows it, which is why it burns within you when you listen to stuff. So stand up and fight. Just like all of us. We're all regular people. Get in the fight. Let's freaking do this. So God bless you. God bless America. Thank you guys for doing this. And God bless Utah. Let's go.